This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. Am I doing it? <laughs> we're not, not discussing. I, I thought I were. I thought I were, but well, well, I don't know if we're keeping that bit in, but hello and welcome to the Wednesday week podcast. This is not Dan Fudge. I'm going to do another one of these. I'm thinking of different ones now. So Dan managed to escape the 100 kilogram bench press, but now he's trying to deadlift it. He thinks he's Eddie Hall. He's more like Eddie the Eagle. Anyway, that's his start today. Um, on to more serious matters. I'm joined by Stevie, Vic and John. How are we all, Stevie? Yeah, good, mate. Really good. Really? <laughs> Better than fudge. Yeah, all good. Thank you. And John, how are you? Yeah, okay. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, we'll, we'll kick off with Forest Green. Um, it went all right, didn't it, Stevie? We'll, we'll start with your lad again, because he's doing all right at the moment. We, <laughs> I, think, I think we're starting with him every week, but... We're, we're, we're going to need to we're going to need to change the name of the podcast to the Liam Podca- uh, Liam Palmer podcast or the LP two the LP two week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, he, he was good. I think you go back and I, I, it was it was a strange game, really, wasn't it? Because it was almost like you, you, when you fall up at half time and you win five nil, um, you almost think, God, you, you've played really, really well, and. On reflection, I've gone back and, as you do, you you, you look at the highlights before we before we jump on. And I, I, I did it last night and I had a quick look. I don't know how well we actually played. I, I just think they were one of the worst sides I've, I've ever seen come to Hillsborough. Um, you know, we, we talked about it last week with them coming um, and we made a big song and dance about the fact it's Forest Green and where Sheffield Wednesday. And, you know, we should be putting them to the sword nice and early. And obviously we did. And it was it was a bit of a non-event, the game, because I think there, there was just such a big chasm, if you like, in terms of quality, um, in terms of the, 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 the two sides that we got together. I'm on mute then. I went, oh, a chasm. I love, it. <laughs> I love it when Stevie brings up a chasm. Chasms. Um, so, yeah, it's it's... It was it was a good performance, but I don't think I never felt like we'd we'd got into fifth gear with it. I just think that we we did everything we needed to do and we did it early. It was a kind of game where you'd say, "This is how you'd want it to be," and it was how it it, it needed to be. Um, yeah. and I don't think they were ever going to hurt us. Um, it, it, it was just an excellent performance from everybody um, that, that that was involved and. Um, the fact that we were able to make the substitutions, and he, he, he does like us, we made those triple substitutions after, what, 69 minutes, I think it was. There was no doubt that the game was done and dusted by then. Um, we did what we needed to do. Um, we could have played better. We didn't need to. Um, they were they were terrible. If you go back and look at the goals that we, we scored on, on Saturday, they were a really poor side. 
Yeah, I found it a bit bloody boring, oh, actually. Yeah. And John will probably say the same. Into, we're, where we're sat on cop, I know John's a few rows behind. Sun usually comes and gets us about 50 minutes in. I went, Sun, come on, man, how are you on it? I nearly went. That's the second half for me. Despite us winning 5 0, like you said, Stevie, I don't think we're anything that special. Obviously, we wrapped it up by, by half time. What do you think, John? Were you nodding off as well? He's nodded off here. I think he has <laughs> now. Yeah, it was a game. It was done, wasn't it? But, but yeah, anyway, you never know how to take those games. But with the second half coming up, when you know the game's done, it's like it becomes a bit like a testimonial second half, doesn't it? And they're just knocking it around. Uh, like Stevie said, they were the opposition were poor and we didn't have to get out of second gear to, to still comfortably beat them. Um, yeah, we, it, some of our passing, when you look back at it, was quite quite rapid. You know, kept getting the ball away quite a lot, but they were that crap that we were, we were still able to easily win that game. Um, and I don't know if you saw the those fans' little corner that they got that were faking goal celebrations. A bit like yeah, we did a few brilliant. seasons ago. We were really <laughs> crap, and we were like, yeah. They were like a bunch of young lads. They, they put it onto YouTube um, at Sheffield Wednesday away day and I, I watched it about a 20-minute video. It was really funny. Uh, they're only like 18 years, 16 to 18-year-old lads. Like, and they, they come in, they loved Hillsborough. They were like gushing about Hillsborough and stuff like that. And then... Um, uh, uh, yeah, this game got out and just, John, I think just you're made AirPods a fun day dying. for themselves. Just like, you know, <laughs> fake goal celebrations. Are they dying? Can you not hear me? I think uh, so. You keep yeah. just going like a bit robotic. No. All right. Move on to. Uh, I'll, I'll go and switch while you move on to. Uh, <laughs> I'll pick up. View, pick up. Let me pick up. I I, I think um, to be honest with you, I think the goals that we've scored were good goals. I think the the build up play. Having said everything that we've said, if you look at each one of those goals, um, you can pick elements of it, and it was it, it was interesting actually. The the third goal in particular was it th- no the fourth goal sorry was was one that I, I wanted to go back and have a look at again because um, we kept possession of the ball for it was it was it was like 38, 39 seconds and we passed the ball without them getting anywhere near it um, for thirteen passes and and you know the the little one two triangle that Bannon and Gregory played on on the, the edge of the box I think it, it will go down as being so underrated because that last pass that sort of went through to Gregory before he curled it in did get a little flick off the defender. If the defender doesn't touch that, it's, it's, it's going to go down as one of the goals of the season. It, it had that many different players that were involved. Um, and the way that he's finished it, it made it look so nonchalant. Um, I thought the fourth goal was, was, was quality. But you, you, as I said, you can pick from any one of them. You can pick the um, the Bannon crossing um, for Palmer to hit on the first goal. That, that cross was excellent. Uh, Windass's finish, first gear as we're talking about it. Uh, the Windass ball for... Um, for Bannon's goal, Bannon's goal. Yeah. was absolutely fantastic. Um, Bannon passed the ball um, through for, for Palmer to score. Um, we talked about the fourth goal, and then the the the, the Backinson. I think he's gone from Bakinson to Backinson this week, hasn't he? The Apparently, back- it is Backinson, which annoys me because I think Bakinson sounds posher. It does. It's you know, like scone and scone. Yeah, but it, it, yeah, but I, I can't be saying Bakinson without thinking about it. It's like Backinson. Is it? You can say it without thinking about it. Then I'm other way. I'm other way. <laughs> yeah, I am. It's, it's Bakinson. There's no back. It's Bake. 
But anyway, <laughs> um, the, the cross that he's put in for the goal, I thought was absolutely fantastic as well. Um, having said everything we've said about the, the the opposition and the fact that we didn't need to get out of second, third gear, I, I have to say that the goals that we scored on Saturday were absolutely fantastic. It felt to me a bit like, you know, like one of those cup matches where you've, you're already hammering them and you just show a little bit of respect. And I feel like... Had it have been any other club in this league, we probably wouldn't have done that. Um, but I think, you know, oh, hold on, who's got the Merseyside derby on? Merseyside derby? I don't know, he just said the Merseyside derby. Then someone's got some on. Juffy Nell. There. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's like I've never been away. Um, but yeah, for me... <laughs> For me, it felt, like I said, like a bit of a cup match and one of them that didn't really mean much, which obviously it did, and those goals will be huge for us in the long run. Um, but I really felt like we showed them respect and not in a way that I would begrudge us doing. Um, I think we often, you know, we say sometimes that we show clubs too much respect. And I think, you know, Forest Green, we, we've all seen the rise of them and we've all seen the story um, and... For me, it was like it wasn't worth embarrassing them more than we already did. I think they, you know, they were bad. Their fans were outstanding. Um, that you know, they they stuck around afterwards. They were all clapping the fans. You know, we hardly do that if we play Kim Barnsley away sometimes, um, especially after a five nil loss. But I think for me, it was like we showed them respect. Um, we could have probably gone a lot harder than we did. Um, I don't think we were particularly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we particularly went too hard. There we go. Um, and I don't think, like we said, I don't think we really got out of second, third gear. I think it was just a, it was quite an easy afternoon, but I also don't think, and I don't think we will, but I don't think they are laurels to be rested on. Um, I think that's going to be a wake up call if we go into this weekend, for example, thinking yeah, it's... another 5 nil. Mm, it will be completely different this weekend. We've mentioned about Windass. Is this? I'll come to you for this one, John. Do you think that it's this is probably his best spell that we've seen him? Now he seems to be injury free, but wearing a big, he's got a lot of strapping around his knee, which he's had on for the last few games. But he seems to be all right. Do you think this is the best that we've seen of him? Yeah, I think um, I think his fitness is a key thing there. What you say and. Um, having a run of games in the pre-season. And I think how we've managed him as well. Uh, Moore's been very protective of him uh, for good reason, because you see him that at this level. He's a goal threat and he's also, he sets up goals as well. He's got a good, good assist record as well. Um, and obviously he's a target, as we know, as we'll come on to the show later on, the transfer window is a target, he's a key player for us. And I think when he's fit and firing, I think he's just, very, very dangerous player at this level. Uh, one that opposition teams will will target and fear probably most in, in our side. So, um, yeah, I think we just started to see it. But I think there's more to come from when that's... And I think he's he's got a little challenge, anyway with, with his father about not celebrating his goals scored at League One and, and trying to get up, up to sort of the, you know, 20-plus mark like like his dad did for, for Hull. Um so the gauntlet's there for me. I think there's a lot more to come from. So I'll, I, for one, will be delighted when 11 o'clock comes and goes and he's still a Wednesday player. Agreed. Um, I think the other player that I did want to pick out that we've not mentioned yet, that I think, for me, perfect signing in the position that we needed in Mark McGuinness. He's not that, he's not left-footed, but 
he is a left-sided centre-half and we've been crying out for that, haven't we, Steve? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I think, interestingly enough, I think one of one of the star journals has, has put to bed the Harley Dean stuff, hasn't it, tonight? Um, and I think the biggest sort of testament that we could pay to, to Mark McGuinness is the fact that nobody's mentioned Harley Dean really with any sort of serious or uh, sort of intent or consideration since we've signed him. Um, I think he's been fantastic. We, we, we were... We were blessed with Jordan's story for me. Uh, having played centre half, I like Jordan's story a lot. I didn't. I don't think on reflection we saw enough of Parley D last year. Um, I think um, what he did, he did well, but he did. Well, he got injured within about exactly. five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, never, that, that, never had a muscle injury. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Welcome yeah, to S six, pal. But that's that's exactly the oh, point. Isn't it? That, 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 that's that's exactly the point when that sort of thing happens, you know, we, we we held on to that sort of flash in the pan sort of performance from somebody else. Um, McGuinness is here. He, he he got chucked in within two days at Bolton. I thought it was outstanding at Bolton. Um, he, he, he's played through. Um, he's barely put a foot wrong. You can see that he's, um, there, there are times when he, he gets the ball from Stockdale and he wants to go running with it. And you, if you see the Cardiff sort of showboating, uh, little bits here and there. He's he's got form for doing little bits like that. But what he does for, for first and foremost is he's he's going to win his headers. He's going to get the ball off the goalkeeper. He's going to be a link up player. Um, is it ideal having a, a right footer on the left hand side? People would argue not. Um, I don't think there's a better person positioned at the moment to play left side of the three that we've got in a squad. And I think the back three that we've got when we're when they're all fit and firing, it's, it's going to cause him some headaches because um, Hennigan coming in start the season really brightly. I don't see where Hennigan gets in. I think Hickey in the middle of, um, as it as it is at the moment, Iorfa and, and uh, McGuinness is 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 excellent. Yeah, I agree. I, Vic, I, doesn't, Vic doesn't agree with me. I, 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 I think Iorfa's a controversial one there, Stevie. I think he's had a couple of good weeks, but we've also seen some shite. He's back. I'm telling you he's back. I hope he is. I really he's hope back. he is. But I do think that there's still competition for that place. I'd, I'd, I'd say the same about Hennigan, though, myself. And I, I, I'm not slating him. I, I like him. I think he's done okay. Um, but I don't see that he's better than Iorfa with the ball at his feet. And Iorfa ain't great. Um, Hennigan, defensively, well, I, I don't think there's there's too many problems. But I'd probably have Iorfa in front of him when it comes to pace. And just yeah, you, probably got that a little bit better all down, to be honest. Yeah, Iorfa's got that run in him. He's got that Magic Bagheera esque kind of what the fuck is he doing? Where's this come from? Kind of moment that happens probably two, three times a match. Um, and we've not really seen that for a long time, probably since Bagheera. Maybe no, I'd, I'd probably say Bagheera was the last person that did it. You know, we had um, what's his face, beautiful French man Sasso. He did it a couple of times and got that hat trick, didn't he? Um, but then, obviously, Bannon tried to do it last season and just, like, broke his leg. So I think it's nice that we've got that pace, but I'm still, I am still toyed up between the two. I I, I think that just from that centre-half perspective, the, the the one that goes under the radar and will continue to go under the radar, under the radar seems to be a Hickwick. Um, and if you go back to the, the start of the season, he played the first game against Portsmouth on the left. Mm. Um, he's gone in on the right when Hennigan's been in there. Um, I think what we've seen having Iorfa and McGuinness the last couple of games either side of him is that he can be that sweeper in the middle 
and let those two go and do bits, whatever it is that they need to do. He, he, he seems to be the most assured, composed out of the three of them. For me, um, I, I know the Rotherham fans will sort of go, yeah, he's got a, he's got a mistake in him. He's going to drop a bollock. You, 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 they'll always point to the own goal that he scored at Sunderland last year. Um, but and, and I, can, I, I, I can see that, but who doesn't at this? Yeah, level? exactly. He's 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 one of the best defenders in League One. And what do we need? We need the best defenders in League One to get us out of the league. And he did that last year. Um, for me personally, I think he's he's going to prove to be an excellent signing that's going to allow the people around him to go and express themselves. He's almost that pivot in the middle. Um, and I think in, you know, we, we, we've got him being very versatile in the middle of the three, uh, across the back three, but the middle of the three seems to be the position that um, I think he's going to do his best sort of work in. And I think having that player either side of him, um, A, it's, a, it's, a, it's almost a two-way process. It works well for him. Vic's just put me off by jumping about my screen. <laughs> I don't know what I've done. I've pressed something. And you've, Sorry. Put your, you've, you've put your hand up. As I know, I, well... <laughs> Put your hand there. <laughs> um, he, yeah, he, he he does well either side of, of uh, with with players either side of him. But I think he can go in there and be a foil um, for any either one of the the wing backs as well. Now Vic's going to disagree with me. No, I was just going to say um, I, I can't remember the agenda now. So Sauls, um, but I was just going to say about if we're talking about strikers that he's uh, strikers players that he's brought in over the last few weeks for me, Backinson, Bakinson. Is, oh, we're well, Backinson now. Uh, yeah, Backinson. I would say for me is my signing so far. Oh, hang on, hang on. We'll get to that. Oh well, I mean, I don't know the agenda. I've been off for a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> right before we get onto all that, we'll um, before we get on to Bradford as well, because there is that to discuss. And me and Stevie are going to probably have an argument at that point. But before that, Wilkes and Mighton, um, we brought them into them to win before. Uh, the Bradford game. Thoughts, John? Um, don't know a great deal about Mighton. Saw a little bit of Wilkes when he played it, when, when he had his time at Leeds, as I've mentioned on a, on a previous podcast. So I did quite like that signing, Wilkes. Uh, still young, 23. Uh, got a turn of pace, naturally left-footed, can come inside. Um, obviously, needs some games as you saw when he when he when he came on for his cameo he's, he's a little bit off it right now but that, that's that's understandable because he didn't really play much at all so he's going to need some games to get up to speed um had a half chance didn't he near the end there uh, which they keep safe um yeah i like wilkes i think he's um, a very good signing um and one that's flexible should more want to change during a game wants to change a system up to try and break down a team, then he's got that option with uh, with Wilkes. Um, Mighton, I don't really know a great deal about, other than a lot of Forest fans reckon he should, he's like, well, he should tear his league up, a lot of them are saying. He's like really quick, direct, runs at players. Um, some Somebody compared him to, like, Mikel Antonio. I mean, if we get, if we get that, we're absolutely buzzing, aren't we? I mean, because he was just a Phenomenal for us, weren't he? Really? But he's only 19 years old, so um, he's, 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 he's going to probably be in and out of the side to start with. And um, he got a few minutes under his belt at Bradford, but that was a bit of a horror show, wasn't it? So I mean, we're not going to we're not going to get a good good judgment on him right right there. But two good young players with a turn of pace is never a, never a bad thing at this level, is it really? So I'm quite pleased with those two, to be honest. I mean, that's what. 
Yeah, that's what we've we've probably been looking for the last few months. It was, that was sort of the last last piece, albeit there's been the, the debate about left back, left wing back. But other than that, the a bit of pace up front is what we've been after. And he's he's gone out and got that, Steve. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I think on paper they're both decent signings. Um, I think Mighton of the two of the Mighton's stats over the last couple of years seem to flatter to deceive a little bit because he, I, I think he only started five games last year. Um, though he plays a lot, he, he's had that cameo off the bench sort of um, form, if you like, for, for Forrest as they've gone up. But he, he, he was in and around the squad frequently uh, last year. So from my point of view, that, that's good business. I think the, the Wilkes one, uh, I've rolled my eyes a little bit, if I'm honest with you, with the Wilkes stuff, because um, there was such a, a clamour for getting Wilkes over the line and the announced Wilkes stuff on social media and this and that. Um I don't know where he's going to play. I don't know if he's if, if the intention is to get him as an out-and-out striker or is he going to go in there and perform as a wing-back. And if he's going to be a wing-back, and I'd say the same for, for Mighton, to be fair, are we looking at two players that we brought in that are going to effectively be um, Corbinou Mark twos? Um, and if that's if that's a situation, we, we, we're signing two players that are not quite wing-backs but are not quite strikers or are not going to be... Um, in a position to 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 get to 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 displace Gregory and Windass, which I think has got to be the two at the moment. Yep. That's the, that's your starting two, isn't it? Um, we've already got Smith in there as well. Um, we've got Pato to think about. Say what you want about Pato. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you, you can say what you want. He's he's part and part. He tries hard. I like him. I like him, but he's he's not he's not good. He's not his fifth choice for me. Now. Listen. I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing or agreeing with you. The, the, the bottom line, the point I'm making there is that if you look at it, you look at it the other night, you look at it in the League Cup, um, his go-to was putting Patterson in there. Um, whether or not they these guys are coming in now, at what point do they go above him? At what point are they going to be moved out wide? Um, I, I've spoken on a number of occasions about my frustrations around people saying we need to change formation. Um I don't understand that. I think he's he's built a squad based on the formation that we, we we're going to play. I don't think he's going to change the formation to build to 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 accommodate players. Um, no, that there's no chance he'd change it. He's ne- he's, he's never done he'll play four. He's never done anything different. And like I say, I think I said in the the chat Matt Matt be last week when we're on about it. He's never done anything different. And to be fair to him, it's worked more or less wherever he's been. He got sacked from West Brom in. the Ben, it had worked. Ben, Don't catch playoffs and it had worked. So why should he change it? Ben, it's working here. The problem that yeah. we've got is that people are so dissatisfied and we've got uh, the naysayers and the doubters and the ITK supporters and that's fine. Everybody's entitled to an opinion. Um, you're, you're, you're entitled to yours. Ash is entitled to his blessing. Um, I disagree with <laughs> I mean, that's, that's <laughs> controversial, is it? <laughs> Of course, but I, you know, I disagree. I said to Simon this morning, I disagree with Simon on a regular basis about some of the things that he thinks. Um, I'm going to disagree with Ben about about whether or not we should be going to Wembley in a bit. But we we have that we've got a platform, but other people have a platform that's social media and, and fair play. We we interact and we engage with them because at the at the end of the day, we are all Sheffield Wednesday fans. We want what's best for our club. Um, my I, I, if you look at Darren Moore's record as as a Sheffield Wednesday manager. Um, he, what is he third best mm-hmm. top three? So what what are we complaining about? We're we're, we're sitting in a, a fantastic position. You look at our home record over the last 
year or so, it's been absolutely phenomenal. Um, we can all talk about the draws and the mistakes that have been made, but from my point of view, um, he's, he's not going to change that formation because he's got a, a, a plan A that works and nobody can argue with that. It's, it's in black and white. The statistics show that what he does works. Uh, we just disagree with the fact that he's left Patterson on and brought Byers off or he's, he's not made that substitution on 84 minutes when he should have made it on 86 or, you know, vice versa. Any any sort of little in, intricacies of the, of the things that we fall out about. Um, I've, I've got a mate on Twitter, um, and a, a mate who's he's more out all the time. Good he, He's constant. <laughs> he's always at it. Um, and we've got private chats where we sit and he's, you know, it's, it's a running joke. You don't like him. We could be here for, till the end of time. He's never going to get us promoted. I cannot wait until the end of the season because I'll either eat humble pie or I'll be I'll be knocking on his door. Uh, where's your more out now? But you know, he's he's brought these players in to go back to Mighton and um Wilkes. He's brought them in. I don't know what he's going to do with them. Are they good signings on paper? Yes. We've talked about this before. Um, I think his recruitment has been bang on. He's he's now got a squad that is it's obscenely talented for League One. It, on paper, it's it's ridiculous. And to go back to, you know, the, the the headline when it comes to Moore, he's a great manager with a great track record. But the problem is now, or the the, 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 the elephant in the room now, he has to get us out of this league because if he doesn't, he won't be employed by Sheffield Wednesday in June. And rightly so, to be honest. I agree. <laughs> yeah. He's got to go. If he can't get us up with the squad that he's built, fantastic, deserves all the plaudits, pat on the back, well done, Darren Moore. Um, if you don't get us up this year, mate, off you go. And is that, um, go on, Rick. Sorry, I was going to say, I've said it a few times in the past that a lot of his recruitment style yeah. and the way that he's done what he's done over the last few years is very much of a Stuart Gray-esque sort of era where, all right, the football sometimes has been absolutely dire and it has, it's been awful. Um, but when you look at his recruitment and, you know, we're, we're sat here now thinking, who would your best 11 be? He knows in the back of his mind who his best 11 is. We don't. We're not professional football managers. Um, but the fact that he's got that depth there, that he has got, you know, we might not be playing Mighton every week. We've just signed this kid from the Premier League and yet he might not still be getting in every week. Um, I think for me, he's he's built that squad in depth. But also, was Sheffield bloody Wednesday? And chances are, within four to six weeks, eight of those players are going to be out with a six-month injury. It's just how it works. It's an age thing because of the league that we're in and the budget that we've got. It's it's just a financial thing that we're, we, you know, we've got to sign players who have had more injuries or where we're going to just fall unlucky because we are Sheffield bloody Wednesday. So for me, I would rather have three or four players ready that he can just bring in at the last minute who were all good and I would rather be guessing a lot of the time who he's going to play outside that spine because I think that's that's the only way he can go in this league because he's been bitten now he's been bitten last year with injuries and whatnot and I think now he's got the opportunity where he's made some signings he's spent no money I think he's done phenomenal really and I think there's only really if you watch um I've had sports whatever it is sky sports news on tonight and i had it on the other day um they were talking about the efl and they were discussing then like his record for transfers and the amount he's done with no money it's phenomenal and we kind of don't see it because we do see a lot of dross week in week out but actually you know we're up there we're all right we're not top of the league but christ it's september um 
but and, and, and again, the teams that we've played, we've played what four of the top six, and we've yeah. we so we've, we've only not played Plymouth, I think, in the top six. Yeah. We've just uh, coming up Plymouth and Ipswich, yeah, and Ipswich, who we've got coming up in a couple of weeks. Is it, is it September? Yeah. Oh, yeah. weeks. So we've got Barnsley this weekend, Plymouth weekend after, and then. Ipswich weekend after that. So you think at teams we already play. That's I, I keep saying it. If if we were in touching distance in, by mid October, it's one hell of a start because we'll have played the vast majority of the top ten um, by then, and we just need to keep. And then the, from October onwards, I think we got what Derby fourth of December. Other than that, you're playing teams of a similar ilk to Forest Green, and yes, you, you have to put them to bed, but. We do. Um, with this squad, I do feel like we will. It's not necessarily going to happen every game, but I do think we'll have more success than we did last season against them types of teams, especially away from home, because let's be honest, that's where we come unstuck last season and that's where it really yeah. stopped automatic. I think we'll, we will have a forest screen for our own like this season. I do think we will go somewhere of that ilk and we will get absolutely battered one game and then it'll be your moors out all over the place on Twitter. But other than that, I would rather see one big horrendous loss at Forest Green or, you know, Fleetwood, wherever, than see three or four on the bounce at mid-table clubs. But I do think there is going to be one massive hammering coming in that we we should just expect Sheffield Wednesday, just expect it. Um, But I think other than that, I don't see... I don't see any massive banana skin. I don't know what it is. I'm not overly confident. I'm not massive more in camp. I'm still just plodding along a cut at match that's it but for me I don't see anything other than a massive banana skin at some point in the season yeah I think yeah, one I of the know. big things for, for us this season sorry man no I was just going to say I think one of the one of the massive things for us this season is the five sub rule because I think it, it helps us immensely now in these games when we've got such squad depth that we can affect a game or get back into a game because we've got an extra two subs to what we would have normally um, Can I ask you a lot? Because you lot will know. I don't bloody know. So we've got the five sub rule, which has to be made over three points, doesn't it? You can't make it over five points. Do you still get your concussion sub? Yeah. Yes. So you, you can inf- effectively have six subs if needed. Mm. Yeah. Mm. All right. Thanks. Yeah. I asked that the other day and no one knew. So. Well, I think. Yeah. Right. I think that's key for us this season with the smart recruitment that, that, that Darren Moore's made. Um, and he's been backed as well as he's probably the best backed manager under since Carlos, since he under Dave Ponchancera, really. Because Monk and Luca didn't really have a lot to work with, did they? Regardless of how crap they were, they didn't have a lot to work with. And we were under financial constraints. And obviously now we've, um, we're still under them, really, but we've, we've got a little room for manoeuvre when it comes to. Like you know, getting players in without a transfer fee, and then just f- focusing on the wage part of things, uh, or paying their contracts off, like um, pro- possibly what happened with Backinson, Bakinson, whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that that's another thing with more is he's also really good at getting these players in. But he, he, he really talks the club. He must talk the club really well because they always mention it in the interviews that Darren Moore sold me the vision of what he's looking for at Sheffield Wednesday. So he's, he's obviously very good when it comes to. Uh, to, to convincing players to come and join us and uh, what he wants, what he sees and, and how he sells the club to him has, has really uh, 
it's really got them through the door, hasn't it? So you can't can't fault them for that. I would I would argue on that point that it's less about selling the club and more about selling himself. As, as you, I think I think in 2022 the the players that are dropping down or coming down into League One um, to to come and join us uh, to join Sheffield Wednesday they're not coming just for Sheffield Wednesday because we're we're in competition and we have been in competition with you know play uh, other other four players with other teams in our at our level and teams above and you know you look at that recruitment and go back to it it's not just the fact that they're coming. Uh, to play for Sheffield Wednesday. They're coming to play for Sheffield Wednesday under Darren Moore, and that's the reputation that he's built as a player in the Premier League for a period of time, but also as a manager that's done bits at West Brom, that's done bits at Doncaster, that has, you know, he's, he's carried that reputation with him and, and, and it's come forwards. And go back to the points that we've made previously around his track record and his, his percentage rate. Um, I can't remember if I said it on the pod or I've said it privately, his percentage win rate would be much higher if he'd not had to stop the rot from previous regimes and have his hands basically tied in the season that we went down because that wasn't his squad. He, he he's come in, and between him and you know the Chancery and, and and the board at board level, we are a much better run club than we were two three years ago. That's there's no no escape in that, and I think that's that's testament to. Um, I don't know. We, 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 we spoke previously about it potentially being dually. I don't know if that'd be the case. Whoever it is that's come in and, and got in Chance Series here and said, right, you know, you're on a hide into nothing here if you keep doing what you're doing. And we now need to have some sort of sensible infrastructure um, that's, that's going to make us sustainable going forward and stop you losing frigging money and stop turning the fans off. That seems to be the case. I don't go to Hillsborough now and turn my nose up at, at what's going on. I'm, I'm heartened by what I see and I like what's happening on at social media level. I like what's happening around the ground. I like the fact that we've got the fans owning and I know it's not entirely ours. I know it's not organic and I know that, we're, you know, it comes with its fits and starts. I think just as a side note, the fact that we're, we're selling the volume of kit that we're selling and the people that are complaining about the fact that we haven't got the kit in, you can look at that both ways because, yeah, we, we need to be smarter in terms of having it available. But the fact is we're shifting kits left, right and centre and that can only be a good thing because, you know, it's going to bring finance into, into All that we've done for the last decade is moan about how much kit is left yeah. over. And yeah. now it's like, oh, there's no kit left. I, yeah. so all there's right. a... I'm not happy about the fact that I've had to buy a 3XL, whereas last year I was in an XL. Uh, and I haven't oh, gone away. Microns. Oh, gosh. But yeah. <laughs> other than that, Christ, sell them out. Just, yeah. just what, sell them. I'm not what, bothered. What are, what are we complaining about? It's, it's get it shifted, get some more sorted. Uh, my little and I, I sent Vicar pick a picture actually. My little and went to the club shop today and got the got the the yellow kit. She's been waiting for it for weeks. Um, all right, she's been waiting for it for weeks. But every Saturday we've gone into club shop and it's been like Christmas morning. Is it here yet? No. A little bit of disappointment, and then she's gone back the next day. And do you know what? Almost perversely, it's built a thing where I I never even entertained taking my daughter seven mile across town to go to to go to Hillsborough. And I've done it today to go because they've announced at nine o'clock that the kit's in. So, so we got in the car, me and me, me and the girls, we got in the car, we've gone across to the shop. And I tell you what, there was it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't a free-for-all or anything like that, but there was a hefty number of people that were walking in and trying the kits on and picking the kits up and lining up and buying kit. And that's on a what a Thursday afternoon or a Thursday morning. <laughs> I'll send you she's going to, um you know that that that's good, and you know 
off the back of that, my other daughter has gone, well, I used to go at matches, Daddy. And now that Molly's got her kit, can I save my money? And can I go and buy a kit as well? Because I'm jealous. And that's nothing. It's not necessarily to do with a marketing. It's not a marketing strategy. But the fact that we're getting people that are going, we want this sorted. You know, we're creating here. And I'm using myself as an example. That if I'm one person that's, that, that can have 10, 15 other people that are reporting or, or, or sort of relaying the same sort of thing, then as bad as where things are at the moment in terms of not having it available, it, you can turn it into a positive and things are getting better. Right. Let's move on to Bradford. Stevie, get your Pugil stick out. That's not a, a thing like that. That's a reference to Gladiators coming back. So let's have a duel. I couldn't give a toss. I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered that we lost 3-1. I'm not bothered if we go out of group stages. We've got bigger fish to fry. I don't want to go to Wembley but Papa John Trophy. I don't. Right. So, okay. So we get to Wembley. But you're telling me you're not going to, you're not going to go. No, I'll go. <laughs> I'll go. But yeah, I, I am team no, Ben on this. I 100% agree there. I, I wouldn't I don't get want the to. I'd feel like, wait. Do right. I have to go to Wembley? I would be begrudging the hotel, the petrol, yes. and cost of living crisis, the train, if you can get one, cost of living crisis. Like, I would be begrudging all of that to go watch us potentially if, lose the pizza competition. Say if we beat Ipswich or Portsmouth, what bigger teams in Papa John's Trophy final? I would still be like that Alan Partridge meme where it just goes... <laughs> so with me, I'm not bothered. I'm not... We, we're not going to look back... We're going, right, we're more likely to look back in 10 years and say, right, brilliant, we got promoted back in 2022-23. I'm not going to look back, look back and say... We want Papa John Trophy back in 2020. It'd be nice. It would be nice to like get there to go and etc. But it is an expense that you know you're talking three four hundred quid a person to go down for the day for Papa John's Trophy, if, if, and if, the pizzas are shit. If, so if 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 I'd not had the experience to go to the whole one, which obviously didn't turn out very well, but if I'd not had that experience to go to Wembley for that day and everything. And the first time I was going to Wembley to watch Wednesday, yes, possibly. And that's where I, that's where I can see, especially for, for kids and stuff. That's where I can see what brilliant day out. But because I've been there and done it in a game to potentially get us to Premier League, seven years later I'm going for Papa John's Trophy. <laughs> No. It's so true. No. I, I'm the same as you, Ben. Like, I never got to go to the old Wembley. Like, I was three and five at the times that we got to the old Wembley. And obviously, my parents were mid-30s. They weren't going to take the toddler with them, like football. Um, so my last time was the whole game. And, yeah, like you said, we've almost got to the Premier League there. Do you really want to go? It, I'm sure it'd be a great day out. I'm sure we would have made it mint. But for oh, me, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. No. Get us out, Darren. Ready? Steven, so what are you? Um, <laughs> take, I take everything on board. Um, would I rather get promoted or win Papa John's? Get promoted. Um, if it meant that we'd save somebody for a key game that's going to get us into a position where we get promoted, fine. Um, should we all be an equal? And here's, here's a, 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 another point stay in this competition as long as you can to keep the squad players that we're going to have to keep happy 
keep giving them minutes because you can manage it right and that can happen is another uh, box to be ticked. Um, I, I totally and wholeheartedly endorse everything that Vic's saying around uh, cost of living crisis, but respectfully to anybody that's involved, um, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to, and you can access it on TV as well. That's another thing. For me personally, um, my daughter is, is two years into watching football or a year and a bit into watching football. She didn't get to uh, Wembley in 2015. 2015, weren't it? Um, she didn't Six. get to Wembley. 16. She didn't get to Wembley then. Um, you were too young to remember 93. Um, I was there. I'm old enough to remember 91. It was one of the best days of my life. Um, the, the bus journey down and the bus journey back without wanting to sound like Simon. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it is what it is. Um, Were your eyes on stalks? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, it's, you, we, we, we need to be careful what we wish for because ultimately what if we don't get up but we do win the cup we're not going to we're not going to not get up because we've won the Papa John's and I know you're going oh it's 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 a day out but it's just the Papa John's right. yeah it's not uh -huh. this wait it's not it's not <laughs> about the it's not about the competition it's about the day itself um can we get down? Can we take 40,000 times to have some some sort of carnival atmosphere down at Wembley, all sat on the, the banking around it? You know what? Years. You're saying that, Stevie, but I actually think at the moment you wouldn't get 40,000 people down there because I think people are that skint and there's also the possibility of a playoff final there or whatever else. I honestly don't know if people would pay out that money. To just, go to, I don't think you'd be pulling in the crowds that you normally would. Just something, it's it's a relevant question, this, I think, so I'll ask it. Darren Moore fails to get Wednesday promoted this season, but he wins the Papa John's Trophy. Does he still get the sack? Yes, yeah. 100%. Yeah. The, only <laughs> the only thing that keeps Darren Moore in a job is getting promoted this year, and I think he knows Absolutely. that. Um, it's, it's, it's a... It's a it's a little side note, isn't it? But for me, you 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 want to. He's not going to put. He's not going to play. For me personally, and I, let's let's put a a little bit of a disclaimer on it, if you like. He's not going to play Barry Bannon, Lee Gregory, uh, Stockdale, Ihikwe. Um, he's, he's he may drop in the odd connotation here and there as we go through because he has to do that to fit the requirements of the competition. But I have got absolutely zero problem watching Dawson Brown. Jack Hunt, um, Volks, whoever's fifth and sixth midfield choice at that stage in the season, um, Smith maybe, Patterson, going out there and playing against whoever it is that we play against, and it could very well be a League Two side. I've got no problem watching that. I'll go to Wembley for that. If, if I can afford it, of course I will. What What about if we end up with Man United's under-21s at Wembley and Tom Huddleston comes on in the 64th <laughs> If that happens, I will walk out the, sta the stand, walk onto the pitch and drop kicking myself because at 35 <laughs> years old, that is absolutely disgusting. That's an absolute joke. That, that, that's my like to see from Kez, isn't it? Like school teacher plays. <laughs> <That's laughs> <a joke. laughs> no, <laughs> this is the thing. He's why I don't know. You, you might have seen something that I've not seen, but just on that one, he's 35. He's never going to play for Manchester United. He's gone in there on a coaching role. What's he doing? How is that being allowed? We did it here a few times with Sean McCauley, didn't we? We played Sean McCauley in cup games against that, under into Toto Cup or something. We yeah, brought John Pearson back yeah. about 45. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've been there and done it. 
Anyway, it's that's, gone. That, 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 that's why I can't. But things like that is why I can't take it seriously when things like that are yeah. happening in this competition. That that's that's why. But I see why. Fair, fair point. And let let me just finish on this one, and then I'll I'll, I'll hand you the floor. Am I upset? And I think we're almost getting to a point where we don't really need to discuss in any sort of depth Tuesday night because it was shit. It was a shit show. Um, we can talk about what we feel about it in terms of the the, the momentum killer or otherwise. Um, from my point of view, did I did I walk away upset that we'd lost three one to Bradford? No, absolutely not. Will I be upset if we lose um, to who's twenty ones? It Leicester's. Might be. We, we've got an under-21s to play and we've got Burton. If we lose one of those two games and go out, will I be absolutely devastated? No, of course I won't, because ultimately the, 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 the aim, the goal, the objective is to get out of the league. But if, we, if we're playing an under-21 side and we're playing Burton and we're going to put a side out and we're saying we're going to be competitive, of course I want to win. And if we get into the next stage, of course I want to win. And if we get to the semis, of course I want to win. And if it's an opportunity to get to Wembley, of course I'd like to go if it's feasible. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Did I win? Did I win? Did I win? Five points each. We both stayed on. Score draw. Score draw. <laughs> we, we, we both stayed. We give each other a good battering, but we both stayed on platform. It's it's, it's fine. Yeah. The next round is a lifting competition. Good luck, Stevie. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ben's going to win that. <laughs> right. He's got small levers. He's got short levers. Look at look how long my arms are. <laughs> I, I I I beat you on hand tough. I've got you on hand tough. Hundred percent. That, that, that's fine. I can't do pull-ups these days. <laughs> if you don't know what we're on about, people listening, Gladiators is coming back and one of the podcasts may or may not have applied. Um, anyway. It's transfer- Vic. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just laughed then, but why the fuck is that funny? Hey, why is that funny? Why is that a joke? Why could I be Jet? What's your, what's your Gladiator you know, name going to be? I, uh... Heifer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? You just watch, right? I was on tipping point. I could be on Gladiator. Oh, my you God. You wait. You I've wait. Just, I've just laughed that much that my eyes hurt. <laughs> Get you going to hell, Mr. Spence. <laughs> you, you're making me laugh. <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll give Vic a bit of time now because it's transfer window review, so she can talk about Backinson now if she really Backinson. wants to. Oh. oh, I love him. I just love so, him. I think he's so. Yeah. I, I think he's just well. I don't want to say underrated, and he's obviously not overrated, but I would just say he's rated at the moment. Like he's not really in between. Um, but for me, he has been so so good since we've signed him, and for a kid that you know has come from virtually nothing in terms of career is he's, he's dotted here there and everywhere he's coming to it quite late I think um and you know he's not even got a blue tick on Twitter even James Marriott's got a blue tick on Twitter um for me he's just he's just been decent he's just been solid he's been clever he's found space I think him for me is I know we've got the ideals like midfield and whatever else, but for me, he's he's pushing his way in there. I really think he is, and I I, I just trust him. Um, and he just seems like such a nice smiley boy, just a really nice boy. And I think I like that in a man. 
not in a man like that. Like, well, I don't like Alton, a man like that. But I like that in a in a footballer. I like a nice boy. Apart so from Josh Windows. That that that's your best. Ooh, it's difficult to judge. We've we've had what six or seven games, but who would you say hasn't stood out to you so far? Ooh. Um that's more difficult, I think. There's yeah. no one of them being horrendous. I think the, the biggest disappointment for me, injury-wise, has been Smith. Because I think we expected a lot more. And apparently it's not the same injury that he had at Rotherham and whatever else. And obviously he played the other night, but the, aside from the penalty, there wasn't a lot in it. Um, but for me, I expected, when we signed him and Ihekwe, I expected a lot more. Um, but obviously it's not his fault. It's not like he's played badly or whatever. But for me, he's been the disappointment, which isn't fair on him personally. Um, but as a sign-in, I would say he's been my disappointment. John, best. Um, imagine towards backing some myself, especially after recent games. He's kind of put, pushed himself in front of um, Volks at the moment. I would say um, Volks has got it all to do, hasn't he, at the minute? If he's going to get that position uh, in between Bannon and uh, George Byers there. So I, I kind of agree with Vic on that. I think Backinson um, is really he's really starting to settle into that uh, holding role there. It's kind, of, it's kind of smooth, isn't it? He kind of just sits back off the back four, picks his passes up. Um, and again, he's a, he's a guy that didn't get a, a lot of game time. He fell out with Pearson, but yeah, who doesn't fall out with Pearson? You know, so um, I think even Ben would fall out with Pearson. <laughs> so he's come, he's come in. It's a new lease of life for him, isn't it? So. Um, and so far, so good with Backinson. Um, and I think with the, when you say most disappointing, it, it's probably not through their own fault, but maybe just that they haven't had a lot of opportunities yet. But I think for me, like Reese James, um, I think coming from a league above as well, and um, we were crying out for left back, weren't we? And we know that Johnson sort of fills in as a wing back, but he's more of an attacking player. Uh, and I'm quite interested to see. Uh, what Reese James would bring to the table, but he's he's not had a lot of opportunities yet, and he's kind of being pushed into centre half at times as well, isn't it? So I think you know we haven't seen the best of, of him yet either. So he, he's probably through no fault of his own, not not a disappointing one, but one I'd like to see a bit more of and see what he's about. Hmm. I I agree. To be honest, whenever he's played, I think he's he's looked really composed. Whether he's played at sort of left side of centre half. You're having a storm at Peterborough, to be honest, until he got sent off, which we've all got as different opinions on that. But yeah, I think he's done all right. But I agree. I, I think it's the fact that he's not not had that much much time on, on pitch yet that we've we've probably haven't seen best of him yet. Stevie, I think my I think mine and yours the, the best one for me and you may be the same one. And it hasn't been mentioned yet. I don't yeah. think it's um, been mentioned much I think, at all. I think the, the standout for me, I can't believe I'm going to say this, the, the, the one he just edges a Hickwick, um for me in terms of the player that's come in and done bit, well, Hickwick's done bits, but the player that's made the biggest difference for me has been Stockner. Mm. I think the goalkeeper has, has come in. Um, you, you look at uh, Dawson the other night, and we talked about it last week. League Two, Blair mentioned it. Um, we we talked about the fact at the back end of the season that if we'd assigned League Two player of the goalkeeper of the year and he was going to come in, we'd have no complaints with that. He is night and day away, bless him, 
and uh, it's nothing personal against Dawson. He's night and day away from the way that Stockdale sets us up. Um, Stockdale offers a different dimension. He's confident, he's calm, he's composed. Um, we look comfortable with the ball in that initial third when we play out from the back, and that's all down to him. I think he offers an assurance to, to that back three. Um, he can fire the ball into the middle of the park. His distribution... Um, I gave him a bit after after the MK Dons game because I thought his distribution was quite poor that day, but his distribution is getting better. Um, his shot stopping is great. You, you can tell his experience has made a massive, massive difference. And for that reason, I think the best bit of business we've done, even though it was it's a bit of a sleeper, if you like, the best bit of business we've done is stop now. I think he's been absolutely fantastic. That, same. Same as mine. I, it, I was completely and utterly against him signing. I yeah. couldn't stand the bloke um, playing for Wicked. Now he's, now he's the king of shit he's, he's Yeah. Enjoying, I love he, it. He, I, I just think he's perfect for how Darren Moore wants to play. Um, I said it after the first 45 minutes of the friendly at Hillsborough that he's going to be the best bit of business that we'll, that we'll, uh, we'll have done in the summer and I think over the course of the season it, it might prove that. He's not going to stand out as such I don't think but I think in terms of there were a couple of times against Forest Green that his play passes that you know if Dawson or Peacock Farrell or Wildsmith plays and they're in inch out of place everyone I think I've said it on every podcast now oh, God, fucking get it forward get it forward get it up yeah and he, he, do, he if, if people start doing that he don't care because he's got it it probably comes with Adrian being 37, but he, he does not care about people getting on his back. It doesn't seem to phase him like it it has done other goalkeepers. Even Westwood, Westwood wouldn't have tried it because he weren't good enough to do it. Um, but it, 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 it's something we've probably not had, potentially never had, to be honest. Probably only Emmy Martinez had a similar sort of distribution to him. And obviously we didn't see much of him. He were only on loan about eight years ago, whatever it were now. So I agree in terms of, Best bit. I think the, the, the other thing I'd say about him as well is for, for all the antagonism that he creates when, when he's playing, if you look at his social media, you look at his Insta, you look at his Twitter, he just, he, what a nice guy. And his website. Yeah. He's a philanthropist. <laughs> he's, he, he just comes across, if you look at him away from football, he, he just comes across a really good bloke. Um, I, I, that's my opinion. It's nice to have a... Our, our goalkeeper lying down and wasting time as well instead of seeing our position do it from week to week it's like you know we always get pissed off about that but you know when you're winning they're gonna, they'll do it to you so do it to them and he's good at that isn't he so you know <laughs> it's not a get part of game I like to see but you know it happens and it happens to us plenty plenty enough so we'll give some back and he certainly does that I've also noticed in the pink kit and this is nothing against him I love it in the pink kit he looks like Mr Blobby and in the um, or a <laughs> and in the blue kit, he's turned out looking like a yeti. Uh, so, and I've also noticed what he warms up in. It's been boiling last two home games at Hillsborough. Charlton were, I was sweating on cop, and and similar against Forest Green. He comes out in warm up, big long tracky bottoms on. He's got jumper on. He's completely covered. He must but be roasting. <laughs> he, he must be roasting, Jack. Anyway. Worse, Steve. We've not come to that yet. Not necessarily worse, but one that uh, I've thought about this 
and I didn't want to mention it because of the backlash that a certain other podcast got the other the other day. Um, I think the one that's flattered, flattered to be seen potentially has probably been Volks. Um, I don't think Will Volks has come in and done enough yet to put him in that initial three. And I think he was the one that was probably highest profile in terms of the players we've got on the line. You could argue that the two lads from Rotherham, um, Hickley and Smith, were, were probably the ones that were that turned heads. But when, when Bolts came in, we were expecting him to be that that replacement for Luongo, and it's not happened. Um, I'd take out the James situation because I agree with you, Ben. I think what we have seen of James... I think he's he's acquitted himself really well. It's just the fact that he's not had those opportunities. And when he did get the opportunity, one moment of madness, I don't think you can necessarily um, hold hold that against him. Um, so I'd probably argue that Volks is the one that hasn't done quite enough. If you look at his stats um, and his various websites he can go into, he's not a million miles away from Bannon, or he wasn't before the weekend, not a million miles away from Bannon, not a million miles away from Adenarin and other players that have played this season in various competitions is by no means stinking the joint up. And I think the argument that people were having on social media last week was that he's absolutely terrible. He's not by any stretch of the imagination, but I'd argue that we probably expected, we'd all agree that we probably expected a little bit more from him in terms of impact, goals, assists, the long throws, the, the, you know, the, he's got form for, for firing him in from 25, 30 yards out anti, and that hasn't happened. And we're, we're half a dozen, eight games in now. And just to, the fact that we've not seen that is probably a reason why I'd say that he's the one that I'd want a little bit more from. Um, just a, a, a bold prediction, if I can. Um, <laughs> what are we on? 1st of September, I call it now. I, I worry that even when we do get a little bit more game time for Malik Wilkes, that he won't be the player that we think he is. Hmm. I think when something doesn't come off when it should have come off, we'd have been better just leaving that one behind. I do I do agree that sometimes it's not meant to be. And when you try and force it through, like we did with one other player that we will not mention, we all know who he is, um, it doesn't necessarily work. So I do agree with you. We've, we've said it previously, you said it previously, Stevie, that when you make, however many signs we've made now, 12, Two it was, or, I thought it was 11, but... 11, 11 or 12. Two or three. It was 12, and then there was one recently, wasn't there? So Malik Wilts, so it's 12 now. Yeah. Um, but when you make that many, one or two at least aren't going to come off. Not that there were bad signings at the time. Steve has said plenty of times that one or two of them naturally aren't going to come off because they don't get game time, because they don't fit in. That's going to happen. Um Anyway, we'll move on to Barnsley briefly. Quick preview to that one. They lost 3-0, similar to us, against Lincoln. Um, they're not having a great time at 16th. Two wins, one draw, three defeats. But they did draw with Ipswich last Saturday, which uh, helped us out. So we'll do, we'll, I think we've been on long enough, but we'll do a, just go round up predictions. Victoria? Um, I'm feeling quite positive, to be honest. I think they've got to bounce back from the other night, although it'll be a completely different squad. Um, I think we'll beat them 2-0. John? Um, tough one. Um, they don't traditionally do well there, unless there's no fans there, and then they, then they won, didn't they, when under lockdown. Uh, not got a great record at Hillsborough. We're coming back from a, a defeat, but largely a changed team. So 
I will go 2 0 Wednesday. Steven? I think it'll be closer than that. I think um, I think it'll be scrappy. I think it'll be horrible. I think they're going to set up and make it a, a bit of a derby atmosphere. They're going to try and take form and everything out the window. They're going to mark Bannon yeah. out of his life, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're going to try and kick lumps out of windass. They'll, they'll do all the all the all the cliches you'd expect a da- from from a derby. Um, I think you'll see. Um, I do think we 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 are the form side going in. Obviously, I'd like to think that we'll probably scrape a two-one. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if we're held to a draw, but I'd like to think we'll scrape a two-one. I'll be positive and go one-nil. Um, I think it will be tight. I, I, I agree with what Stevie said. I think it'll, it'll be a tougher game than we possibly expected. Michael Duff, their manager, isn't it? Um, yeah. Did all right with Cheltenham last year. Yeah. Um, I quite like him, but I do think it, it's not like they've got that foreign manager in that they seem to have the last few years. That doesn't necessarily understand it. I think he will make it. it they will be trying to make it more of a, a derby and take form out of it. Any other business before we finish? Victoria, I do. Steve, do you have any before I say mine? You look like you were going to say um, No, just a very quick nod. I wasn't going to, but I was thinking about it. A very quick nod and a, another round of applause and pat on the back for um, turning a profit out of Silasol. I thought, yes. really good bit of business. Uh, am I right in thinking for Maywell and Backington cost 100 grand between them? If that's right, we've 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 recouped that by selling Silasau that I don't believe we paid a fee for. So we broke even there, and that's further testament to the the business that we've done this transfer window. Not the biggest um, the graph shop aren't our biggest fans are they after that uh, no. transfer. <laughs> Oops, uh, I've got two bits of little business for you, Ben. Um, so the first one is that Sheffield Wednesday ladies are playing their first home game of the season this Sunday. I think it's 2 p.m. kickoff. I can't make it now, which is really fucking annoying. Uh, but they're at the Hallam Sports Ground. Um, if you look on Twitter, SWLFC. <laughs> I have to go right. LFC. Um, if you look on there. So they are playing again this season, obviously, after the Euros we've had. Let's go and support them and try and get them to become a proper side if you like and try and the more and more people that go and watch them the more and more the club is going to take notice of them and embed them and then my other little bit was I am I've been on LinkedIn this week right it's exciting and I found that Sheffield Wednesday have now recruited a head of esports (laughs) a head of esports which is a big growing thing like it's a huge 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 market and the fact that we've brought this guy in, I think he's been a he's been at a Premier League club before us and somewhere else, and he has done this for quite a long time now. Um, and we have brought him in as our head of esports. And his it says on his bio on LinkedIn, it just came up because I work there. It brings up you know people you may know through work and whatever. It brought him up and just said that this is his new job, and he has apparently been tasked with making us a force to be reckoned with within esports over the next like five years which actually sounds to most of us who don't play computer games or playstations or xboxes yeah it sounds stupid but in the long-term run of things esports is huge and huge Mm. in football and the club have recognized that i think that's a really big turning point um obviously i don't know what he's going to do yet but I think, I can't remember, Stevie, I sent you a screenshot. I can't remember where he'd been before. It was somewhere like Crystal Palace or, but he'd definitely been Premier League before that. 
Mm. Me, that was just anyway. a bit of a yeah, it was a bit of a positive spin on you know behind the scenes, like what's Leicester. happening. Leicester, Leicester. League One on legendary yeah. difficulty. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> but I think there's obviously something to be going there because he'll yeah. he must be building partnerships with other esports companies. Um, mm. There are there are big deals to be had with your pro evo soccer, your fifas, whatever else. Um, yeah. We've always had, there's been the the Wednesday fan, hasn't there, that's done Football Manager for quite a few years, that's done all the ratings and stuff. He's been quite well known on Alstor, Twitter, etc. But to actually have someone in that we must be paying decent money to, to do this as a job, for me, is that shows that we're looking to the future. It's a a growing thing in schools as well at the moment. Um, There there are, the the school that I've just left, actually, uh, we, we offer a, uh, an e-sports enrichment provision so people can sign up and it's actually timetabled into um, the, you know, their, their timetables where they would go and engage in the e-sports. Ben will know this as well, where the, the post-16 go to a, a scholarship programme. There's also that sits alongside that. The e-sports is something that people can go and subscribe to and buy into. Beyond that, it becomes something where you can market that and it's in terms of community engagement and go back to the point about the shirts earlier and things like that it's it's a positive in terms of getting people to see what we do as a community club and getting people to go and subscribe to and buy into you know developing those relationships not just at sort of corporate level but also at sort of grassroots level as well can only be a good thing and the fact that it's something that we're doing now that's so outward facing where three, four years ago, we'd be miles behind. We would. We, we, we'd be way off it. So you're, you're absolutely right, Vic. It's a, it's a massive testament, again, to, to the fact that we're actually progressive and looking forward. I think it's a, it's a thing around Southeast Asia as well. It's a huge, growing, sort of popular thing. And I remember even, God, what, 16 years ago, I was in Hong Kong, and then you'd have internet cafes that were hundreds and I mean hundreds and hundreds of computers in lines where people would be playing FIFA etc just on a PC um, because you didn't have internet in your house back then or whatever else um, and it was a huge thing then and it's only grown and grown there so for me that also shows that maybe there's some chancery input or maybe at and Nat have had some sort of input here saying that you know the future is also in esports and it's it is a growing thing and as much as we can all roll our eyes because you know we don't sit there on a playstation or whatever you know i I swipe left straight away if it says gaming on their tinder or um but i think for me that is that just shows that we are we're trying to grow with the times for me it was a real positive to see that we brought someone in not just even like a graduate at like executive level or whatever but we've brought in like a proper head of esports from a premier league club like leicester as we've said um, I think that's that's something to watch. I think that's exciting. Mm, agree. Fair enough. That's fair enough. We'll leave it there. I think we've been on for an hour and ten minutes. We'll me and Stevie are just go go and help fudge with his deadlift and see if we can <laughs> pick it up. Um, All his airbag. <laughs> yeah, he might be on next week if we can help him out, or he might be stuck under a squat next week. I have to think of another movement if he well, can't. Making some chips somewhere in the kitchen. Yeah. I see. Right. See you next week. Yeah, if you Bye. want to follow us on LP2, the, um... LP2, LP2. <laughs> Vic can do hashtag LP2. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at TWWcast. If you want to drop us an email, it is TWWpodcast at gmail.com or on Facebook, we are the Wednesday week.
enjoy your time. <laughs> the Wednesday Week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hills. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.